0: is the, the most thing is oh. Lions, bangles, and bears None of my guys scared Chase rumbling Any one of them guys there Wayne Young and he hungry I pray we patient with him I pray he leave with some money I pray he leave with his health Yeah uh, the physical and mental The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions This rap shit I lick the niggas I ain't about to knock it This whole summer I was buying all the winter Prada. And I tried being peaceful But my peace was getting bobber So no doubt we got them eagles We go Carson and Barney. Okay, 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 okay What's going on ladies and gentlemen Welcome to episode 155 of Electrified I'm your host, Eric Lyons I hope everybody had a great weekend Hope you got to enjoy some sports this weekend There was a lot going on this weekend Um, happy Monday We got, what, two weeks left in July? And then August will be here Damn, the summer moving fast The year is moving fast Honestly, truly But in two weeks, your boy turns 23 on August 2nd My birthday is coming If you did not know, now you know I will keep reminding you Um, I think I announced this on here, but I'll remind you guys again I did sign uh with PSE Pro Sports Extra Up and Coming Network. Um I'm a you know a member of their network now as well and um I got hired to blog and post on their YouTube and you know, give create content for them. If you follow me on social media you know that I've already been added heavily with the blogs and, you know, just post my first YouTube video over there yesterday, so I'll be moving all of my visual content to their channel, being as though they have the bigger audience and, you know, that's where the money is, literally. Um, so, make sure you go subscribe to Pro Sports Extra's YouTube channel for more of my content and, you know, whatever content they put up, put up good, great content as well. Um, so, if you didn't see my Space Jam review yesterday, make sure you go check that out. That episode of Electrify Vision is available on exclusively On Pro Sports Extra YouTube, you can find it in the link in my bio. Um, let's see, anything else? Ah, Excuse me. Anything? Uh, any more housekeeping things before we get started today? Uh, Um, okay. Yeah. So this week should be a fairly busy week. Expect just you know a bunch of blogs. Some more YouTube content. And I would say that I'll be back here on Thursday or Friday. So, just I'll keep you guys posted. I'll keep you guys posted. But let's get started. So, let's start off with the WWE. So, Friday night, WWE returned. Well, not WWE returned. The fans returned to WWE for the first time in over a year. Uh, the first live show with fans happened in Houston, Texas. It was Friday night SmackDown. And the environment was crazy You know, throughout the whole pandemic With the no fans and everything It was, you know, I would tell you guys that There are certain sports You don't necessarily need fans Or it was okay watching it without fans But WWE was one of those events Spectacles that you need fans You need fans It's not that the in-ring talent can't tell stories or Can't put on a show without the fans It's just they feed Off of the fans They they're, they're The energy That they get from the fans Whether they're booing or cheering It's something that they need They need it I mean look at Edge When he comes out now It's Two nights he's just been losing his mind During his entrance The fans they get you up They get you up to go, to go get in the ring and pound yourself in the head or, you know, take a bunch of bumps for 35, 40 minutes. You know, they need the fans, man. WWE is one of those things where the fans are needed. And I was happy to see, uh, especially Friday night, that the fans were just happy to be back. Everybody's live. You know, there's no wasn't too many dead spots there. The fans were just happy to be in the building. Um I thought that it was I was impressed with Pat McAfee, man. You guys know I love Pat and he's been doing commentary re, you know for the last couple months and this was his first time experiencing the crowd while doing commentary and he didn't he didn't flinch, man. Him and Michael Cole are so great together. I love them together and Pat's just showing, you know, showing that he can really do this, man. Like, he can really do this on the commentary team for WWE uh, SmackDown. So, that was great. Um, All the matches on Friday were cool. Bianca Belair and uh, Carmella, that was a good match. The the main event. um, I enjoyed Friday Night SmackDown. That was, like, the first time I had watched it in a while because, you know, I had been working. So, I hadn't been able to sit down and actually watch SmackDown in a while. So, I was happy that I got to sit down and actually watch the whole thing because I had been on Peacock just started the other night. I went back to WWE in 2004, time traveling, time traveling. I'm just watching, you know, SmackDown, Rawls and whatever pay-per-views is going throughout, you know, finishing the whole year. I think I started at the WWE draft right after WrestleMania 20, and I'm going to move my way up. So that's been pretty fun. But to sit down and watch SmackDown today, I enjoyed it. And then last night We had the money in the bank Now I enjoyed the pay-per-view That was actually a solid pay-per-view I think my problem right now is the stage It's just a big flat screen And it's just a curved flat screen Uh, You know we're still not doing Individual sets like we did back in the day I think that's something that The fans appreciated Different sets For one Raw and Smackdown but the individual sets for uh, you know the the unique sets for the pay-per-views. I don't know why they don't do that anymore. Can't be because of money. I mean, they're making money out the out the the wazoo. It cannot be about the money. I don't know why they don't um, have the individual sets anymore. It's crazy. But I um, you know, it is what it is. It's it, it looks lazy to me, but it is what it is. This is not that bad. But like I said, Money in the Bank was last night, and I enjoyed the event surprisingly. I don't know what my expectations were headed into this pay per view. I don't, I don't think they were low, but they weren't that high. Um, I was just upset that Nikki won the Money in the Bank. I didn't, I didn't know what we were doing with that. I, I thought that you know, Liv, Mo, Liv Morgan had all of this momentum. I love Liv Morgan, by the way. Had all of this momentum, but I sat there after the fact, and I thought, I was like, you know what? I don't think Liv needs the briefcase. I think Liv is going to get hers on her own soon. I think they're just building her up. You know, this is just a part of the build, and if that's the case, yeah, I'm excited for that. Because I love Liv Morgan, and I think she's been working pretty hard. Uh, you know to work on her craft and, and it's obvious we can see that So but the women performed They performed well in their Money in the Bank match I think this was what only the third or, No this was only what the fourth Women's Money in the Bank Fourth or fifth because the first one was in 2017 So yeah they they performed very well Now the men's Money in the Bank Wow man, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Big E Shinsuke uh, Ricochet Man they put on a show he put it on the show That Money in the Bank match reminded me Of You know some of the WrestleMania, mania, um, uh, Wrestlemania Money in the Bank matches Like when Money in the Bank First came out back in 2005 And I think once we got into the Stadium era of Wrestlemania So Wrestlemania 23 Is when I think The Money in the Bank matches became Like a staple of Wrestlemania the Money in the Bank matches used to be special And then it turned into a gimmick pay-per-view But it's fine Because as long as the guys deliver As long as the matches deliver And the Money in the Bank still holds big significance It's fine with me And I think last night was A solid Money in the Bank match And we got the winner that we wanted Big E is now Mr. Money in the Bank And he can cash in on either Roman Reigns Or Bobby Lashley Um yeah, man That's 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 dope, man That's dope That's dope And after what happened to Kofi Kingston last night Bobby Lashley completely ravaged him You would think Big E's focus would be on the WWE title Now I'm gonna get into a little bit of What we can inspe- expect at SummerSlam After we talk about the main event, of course So Roman Reigns, Edge, 1-on-1 The match was good The match was crazy uh, Edge ends up knocking Charles Robinson out, so he he's in there, got uh Roman in the crossface with the chair bar. Here come the Usos, then here comes Ray and his son. They get the Usos out of there, and then here comes Seth freaking Rollins with a super kick to the back of Edge's head. I mean, he kicked this man's head off, damn near kicked his head off. And then, uh, they get it together. Ref finally comes out One, two Roman kicks out Roman ends up winning the match Obviously we knew Roman was going to win the match Seth comes back out Beats the hell out of Edge And then they should start beating the hell out of each other They're all in the crowd Now There were rumors that Cena was coming back There were rumors that it was going to be At a Smackdown Or I think it was going to be yeah, the SmackDown or whatever. Sometime this week. I don't think anybody thought he was coming back last night, which was cool. I hadn't been reading any uh, blogs, any uh, Wrestling Insiders, anything. I didn't look at Slice. I hadn't. I didn't spoil it for myself. Um, I didn't do that last night. Now, what happened was after the match and Roman was still in the ring, I was like, "This has to be where we start." I had a feel. I said, this has to be the setup This has to be, Cena has to be on his way out There's no freaking way he's not on his way out here right now And, bro, I searched his name up on Twitter And I wasn't the only one, everybody was like, where's Cena? I was like, oh, so we all feel this way So that's when I got up, I was like, bro, hit the music Hit the music, and when Roman got on the mic I said, oh my god, he has to be coming And then, boom, the trumpet sounded And here... He comes, the greatest of all time, Big Match John, the Doctor of Thuganomics, the leader of the C Nation. He's here. He's back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. I was so happy to see Cena, man. I lost my freaking mind. I marked out. I marked out. I marked out. I was yelling. I was yelling. I was cheering my ass off. I could not believe that he was back, bro. I mean, look. We know Cena is on his You know, way beyond the back nine of his career it's, it, He's coming to, a, coming to an end um, You know, and the last time I saw Cena, I think it was 2018 2018? 18 or 19? I wanna say 19, 19 I think It was 19, it was 19 Um WWE had a, a live show here. No, it was 18, because it was a Christmas tour. Uh, yeah, it was right after Christmas. It was uh December of twenty eighteen. WWE had the live show here, house show here, and Cena was there. And I was like, this is probably gonna be my last time seeing him in person. So now he's back and I'm supposed to be at SmackDown in the garden in September. I hope Cena's at the garden. There's no way Cena's not at the garden, man. He has to be there. Um, but you know, Cena's on his the tail end of his career, S- and he's doing movies. You know, he's got uh, comedy coming out with Lil Ralph Howery, um, but he's got obviously you know we got Fast and Furious and Suicide Squad on the way out. So this is probably part of the Suicide Suicide Squad rollout. Um, but Cena's the money man now. He's he's you know he's Hollywood. He's Hollywood Cena, but he's showing you Dwayne and others that it's possible to do both. It's still possible to do both. I think that, you know, it's, he's seen as always shown that it's possible to do both, even though he never really became the box office star like The Rock. I mean, we I think The Rock was more destined to be an actor and entertainer because at the, the timing, the timing, it was just the perfect storm throughout the 90s and the early 2000s and, you know, to set him up for the success that he would become. I think that Cena was always wrestler first, wrestler first, even when he did the Marine, even when he did twelve rounds, even when he did Legendary. He wasn't ready to go yet, and Hollywood was definitely calling. They were calling, but now you know you look at Cena. What is, he, what is Cena now? Forty-four. Yeah, Cena just turned forty-four in April. He's doing more movies, bigger movies now, and you know he doesn't have time for little old us anymore. But for him to come back in the middle of in between promoting movies and you know it's summer it's almost summer slam time for him to come back and do that I appreciate it. I appreciate it. it just shows that he is indeed the goat bro he's the goat. John Cena is the greatest of all time. I was thinking about this last night before he even came back as I was watching I was watching the uh wrestling from 2004. And I was just looking at Cena, you know, the Doctor of Economics, and how he had the crowd, you know, everything he said, he had them. And I was just like, bro, I don't think there will ever be. I think Cena is our last megastar. I think there will be stars within the WWE, obviously superstars within the WWE, top guys and top gals, but I don't think we're gonna ever see another. Megastar. I think the closest thing. Hear me out. The closest thing to a John Cena, a, a Rock, a Stone Cold, a Hulk Hogan that we have today is Sasha Banks. I don't think we have any stars in the business right now who could do a cross, who could cross over. Sasha. Is already doing other things and can do other things. I don't think anybody else on that roster has that ability, especially at, you know, young right now. I think Sasha has the potential, you know, is the only one who could be that. But as far as, you know, everybody else, no. I don't think we'll ever see anybody like Hulk Hogan who transcends the business into pop culture. I don't think we'll ever see anybody like Stone Cold who transcended the business into pop culture and made that crossover. Look at this. Look, you go back in history. Hulk Hogan and WrestleMania, obviously big for wrestling. That changes the game. Stone Cold, Mike Tyson. A mix in between. You think that happened? Stone Cold's a freaking star. Dwayne Johnson, he goes hosts SNL. He's everywhere. He, he's doing Mad TV. He makes a movie. Boom. Dwayne's a star. Here comes Cena. Cena ends up crossing over through hip hop. He's on magazines with Method Man. He's on 106 in Park. If you don't, oh my God! If you don't understand how big that was, that's crazy. This man's album debuted on 106 in Park. Come on, dog! Like what? Cena, movies. He's a star. I mean, kids love him. Don't think we'll ever see another megastar like that again. I think Cena was the last. Is the last one. So to have him back. I was definitely shocked, I was definitely surprised And now I think we know But we'll find out more tonight when he's on Raw But if they're setting up for him and Roman at SummerSlam Roman's had the belt for over, almost a year The way Cena was received last night Would the fans be upset If he went over on Roman And broke Ric Flair's record I don't think they would I wouldn't But I don't think they're going to let Cena go over But that would be the perfect time SummerSlam would be the perfect time man. Why not give him the record Why not Why not I mean I don't think it takes away from Roman I don't think it kills Roman's momentum. I think, you know, obviously Roman could get the belt right back and get right back to it. But it's John Cena, man. Come on. Come on. But as a whole, the SummerSlam card is shaping up to be pretty intense. To be pretty stacked. I mean, you get Seth versus Edge. Potentially Cena versus Roman. And, of course, we got rumors of Brock coming back. Bobby Lashley. It's also rumors of Goldberg and Bobby Lashley. But Lord knows we don't want that. Um, Big E. Possibly cashing in. There's a lot going on at SummerSlam, man. There's a lot. Vegas Vegas could be live. Vegas could be live. I just hope they come, come with some heat as far as the stage goes. I would I would hate for them to bring that damn flat screen to Vegas. I don't I don't think that's what we need. I don't think we need that. Let's see. Um I think that's all I had for that. I think, so we can move on to, uh, uh, let's go to the finals. Let's talk about the finals. Let's talk about the finals. Because I know, if you follow me on social media, I know I I said I wasn't watching and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I've caught a couple of quarters. I haven't sat down and watched the full, four quarters of any of the finals games, which is unfortunate because it has actually turned out to be a pretty good finals. The Bucks were down 2-0 They were down 2-0 And if the Bucks finish the series tomorrow I'll go back and I'll retweet the tweet that I tweeted But Giannis came to the game with some black air forces on in game 3 I said, oh Giannis bought the black forces Bucks in 6 Here we are Three games later The Bucks have a chance to finish a series in 6 it was like when LeBron had on the shades and the Undertaker shirt. You just knew it was like I don't think this one is over yet. But listen, I remember when Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton were up on the podium smiling when they were down two zero, and I was like, "Oh, what they smiling for?" Drew Holiday averaging seventeen. And nine in the finals. Like, come on, Middleton twenty-five, five and six, Giannis thirty-two and thirteen. Like these guys are balling out. They're balling out. They're balling out. Um, you got five players averaging the double digits. P.J. Tucker has been okay on defense, but this Bucks team—they they're stepping up. They're stepping up, and I know I give Giannis a lot of uh, a lot of flack, especially for his free throws. But you know, a lot of that just comes from them running into the heat a lot. And you know, I wanted to bounce them out the bubble last year, and of course in the first round of this playoffs. I give Giannis a lot of I, I give Giannis hell for not having no bag and for being running dunk man. But I don't think, I don't, I don't think he deserves that this time. He, he's been, he's been playing some good basketball, man. I mean, like clutch basketball. I got to see the block, the alley block. I got to see that. I didn't, I, yo, I didn't even tell y'all Saturday. So Saturday we had a bad thunderstorm and I was talking about this. I said, bro, every thunderstorm we've had this summer, there hasn't been a normal thunderstorm. There's, It's been severe Everyone has been severe Is this global warming? Like is it about to be like the day after tomorrow? I'm telling you bro The lightning, the thunder, the wind I couldn't see nothing outside It looked nuts There had to be at least 65 miles per hour out there bro It was insane Saturday So it was around 4 o'clock I recorded um, recorded a video I was going to drop I was going to do a Charlo versus Castaño preview And drop on Saturday Bro, it was a great video I, I, I was editing, I was almost done editing And the lights No, what happened was So everybody was in a group message Talking about how their power flickered And nothing happened And I thought this I didn't even say it I said, you know, you know I, I Don't do that like, You know I never my power has never gone up the only time my power has went out during the storm was last summer and that was only because a lightning bolt struck down one of our power lines and i saw that happen and they caught on fire and that scared the absolute hell out of me now this was it was different I don't know what the lightning hit had to be a transformer Not Optimus Prime Talking about one of the things That stores power power lines If that is what it does But it was not a Decepticon That got struck by lightning So around 433-ish My power went out And it didn't come back on Fast I said oh no So I couldn't drop the video Thank goodness I have an iPhone and a Mac because it was the only thing keeping my phone charged was my phone and in the in, inside the Mac. But point I'm making is I couldn't watch the game. I was keeping up with it on my phone. I mean, I could have watched the game on my phone, like YouTube TV, but the the connection wasn't good. So I went outside on my porch, you know, for better connection. So I watched the fight I ended up watching the fight on my phone I didn't watch the game So I was keeping up with it I saw it was close I saw that first of all The Bucks were down by like 20 in the first quarter They put up 42 second quarter points 42 second quarter points on the road Phoenix should be ashamed of themselves But that happens They come back And then the end of the to end the game, Drew Holiday absolutely grown man bullied Devin Booker and just ripped the ball out of his hands and then lobbed it up to Giannis. I don't know what Chris Paul was thinking, trying to go up there and and stop. It wasn't. It was inevitable. My God, it wasn't happening. Nothing you could do was going to stop that lob. I would have just got the hell out the way. There was nothing that you could have done to stop that lob. So that happens. I mean, Phoenix was just live. There was a guy counting money in the crowd. Now he was counting L's. How many L how many L more L's do y'all y'all need for y'all to be eliminated? Look, y'all waited 16 years for Chris Paul to get to these finals. All I've seen him do is turn the ball over. He's forwarding. He's folding. He's folding. But you know Devin Booker, he's averaging thirty. Obviously, he's 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 playing. Um, Jay Crowder ain't doing nothing. But Gallivanting out on the court, he ain't doing nothing. He just he he tricked y'all, man. He just be out there running around, man. Jay Crowder don't do nothing, man. He just be out there running around. Um but I really do hope the Bucks win this series. I I didn't want to see the Suns win. I told you guys from the jump, for whatever reason, I I strongly dislike the Suns team. Uh I don't like Devin Booker. I'm not a Devin Booker guy. I hate CP three. I hate Chris um I hate uh Jay Crowder. I don't wanna see these guys be happy. I don't. I'd much rather see Giannis and the Bucks win it. Because they fought hell. Fought like hell to, to, to get back in this series I mean, everybody was writing them off It was 2-0 It was only 2-0 And they were going right back home I mean, they've been They've defended their home court pretty well Throughout the playoffs And um, that's that's been pretty impressive to me You know, you can say what you want about the Bucks And how they got here They got here They got here They haven't been healthy They haven't been the healthiest. They've had to play a couple of games without Giannis. And they've pressed on. You know? So, you know, I'm not I'm not crowning the Bucks yet. I know anything can happen tomorrow night, but all I'm saying is that arena is going to be freaking nuts. Now, we know throughout the playoffs, we've seen Aaron Jones. We've seen Zadarius Smith. We've seen David Bakhtiari. We've seen a couple of more Packers in the forum. Could you imagine what the environment, what the energy would be like if number 12 is in the building for tomorrow's night's game? Mm. Mm. And I tell you what, if 12 do show up tomorrow, y'all better, y'all better, y'all better cry. Y'all better cheer like Jesus himself is back. Y'all better not boo that man. Y'all know better than that, Milwaukee. Don't boo that man. He ain't do nothing to y'all. He ain't do nothing to us. Come on. But if that man is in the building tomorrow, oh Lord. It's over for Phoenix. It's over for Phoenix. I really look. I really don't understand the whole Chris Chris Paul journey to the ring thing. I I, I never was a Chris Paul guy. I didn't understand why everybody was throwing a a, tipper, a ticker tape parade for him. But I told I said this, bro. I said after the Suns won the Dan Western Conference Finals, they came back home and was celebrating like they just won it all. I, I thought that was premature. I I thought that was premature. I was like, I don't think y'all should be chugging alcohol and driving your cars around like it's a damn parade, like it's a championship parade. I just thought that was the wrong thing to do. Obviously, I was right about that. I'm just saying, man. I I just didn't understand why they was running around like that, man. Y'all, y'all just won. Y'all just advanced to the finals. You didn't win the finals. I. <sighs> When will they learn, man? When will they learn? When will they learn? Uh, let's see, let's see. I think that's all I got for the finals. Um, I mean, I have been paying attention to them. I know I haven't been talking about it here, but I I think the Bucks win tomorrow night. I don't I don't think they go back to Phoenix. I think they close the show. I think the the way they won uh, Saturday night that that right there could have been the the blow to 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 discourage the the Suns and just you know. It's like all right, you know what 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 what's what's gonna happen now, right, I think I think they're really done, all right, I think they're done now, also on Saturday night, we had the one hundred fifty four pound undisputed title fight uh there were the, the four belts were on the line, it was Jamel Charlo and Brian Castagno. Now, I didn't preview this fight here because I wasn't here this past week, but I did do a blog about it, and um. I watched a film on Brian Castano coming into this fight. Now his only level, of, his only big big fight—well, not big fight—but only the only name on his resume that any boxing fan would know is Eris Landy Lara, and he also had a split draw with the him too. But outside of that, he was seventeen and 0, 17 and, 0 and one, no losses. But of course, you know he hadn't seen anybody like Jamel Charlo. Now I I, I said that. But it was like Do we Do we need to say that For Charlo Because what exactly I Look I'm not trying to take away From the man But after that fight Saturday night You look at a Danny Garcia who's interested In coming up to 154 Tweeted it Jamel Charlo doesn't look too Invincible I mean we knew he wasn't After he lost to Tony Harrison But when you get in the ring With a guy that you are You know Supposed to be Overly matched with Or supposed to be superior Than And you know You're supposed to be so hungry To become an undisputed champion The first undisputed champion At 154 In the four belt era And you get in there You get hurt in the third round you get outlanded throughout the whole fight That didn't look good That didn't look good to me And personally I had it um, Damn it I didn't I don't think I saved my scorecard I think I had it um want to say 8-4 No it wasn't no, Not No, 8-4 I think I had a seven five. I think Castano won seven fives and I think seven rounds and I think I had Charlo winning five. But point is I had Castano winning a fight. Now one judge scored the fight one fourteen, one thirteen in favor of Castano. I don't know what the hell the judge that scored the fight 117 and 111 was doing. Or what, for Charlo, what fight they were watching. That had to be some hometown cooking. I mean, we all know that Texas judges are very incompetent. And they do things sometimes that just don't make no damn sense. But they were in San Antonio. Jamel's from Houston. I mean, it, it didn't get no more obvious than that. And I was just, I was more so surprised that we got a draw from one of the judges and we it ends up being a split draw. I think it was 114-114. I I don't know how we got that. I mean, let's let's take a look at, at the punch stats here for Copybox. So total punches landed power punches um hold on. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Uh, I mean, look was the jabs, power punches, total punches? All right, here we go. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. For nine out of the 12 rounds that they fought, Brian Castaño outlanded Jamel Charlo round by round. And he was the more accurate puncher Now within the late rounds The championship rounds Charlo had He didn't have a choice But to apply more punches Apply more pressure And throw more punches He didn't have a choice But Cassano had landed more punches Than anybody had Landed against Charlo In any of his fights Cassano was applying that pressure He was applying that pressure Outlanding him more accurate with the power punches Way more accurate with the power punches I mean he's up Damn near 50% landed For land. I mean I'm 13 for 27 23 of 53 18 of 37 23 of 45 That's 51.1% Compared to Jamel Charlo's 26.1% in the fourth round I mean obviously stats aren't everything And if you saw the fight You wanna understand that these stats are telling a story And a a very accurate depiction Of what happened on Saturday night What happened on Saturday night Was one fighter One fighter Was was in the driver's seat Walking down the other one And the other one was just trying to stay in I mean look Charlo didn't look like The holder of three belts He looked like the challenger On Saturday night He looked like the challenger So after the fight You know we go to Jim Gray And Jim Gray is interviewing Charlo And of course the first thing One of the first things he's going to ask him is Do you want to fight him again For somebody who wants to be An undisputed champion For somebody who wants to be An undisputed champion I did not like his answer It was the only answer I was supposed to get We were supposed to get was yes Let's run this back he didn't say that. Yo, oh, oh, you know, I'ma enjoy my time off and we're gonna see what I'll say. What why you gotta go right to Al Heyman? Why he gotta make this why does he have to be the one driving this show? I understand, you know, your promoter, blah blah blah, your manager, blah blah blah. But come on dog. If you wanna be on the speeder, you say yeah, right, we're gonna run this one back. You obviously don't know if you can beat this dude. It was a challenge. It was it was it was it was a little nastier than you expected it to be. I think he underestimated him. And that dude can fight. And I don't think he wants to get back in there with him. I don't think he does. I don't think he wants to see that again. I don't think he wants to see that again. Something tells me he does not want to see that again. You know, he didn't look too confident. In that answer And I don't know man I don't know Does he want to get back in the ring With Brian Castaño I don't think he does I don't think he does How do you not say Yeah let's run it back Like come on dog If being undisputed champion Means that much to you Like you claim it does You get right back in there with him the end of this year and you try to settle the score because you don't you don't let that slide on no draw you don't let no belt go uncollected on no split draw you need to go back and get that and try to get that again you know if that's the type of guy if that's the type of fighter you are if it, it's supposed to be lions only lions don't just let the let the game the, the the prey go away they don't they don't give up on the hunt they don't give up on that but that's what it looked it sounded like to me it should be immediate, man, they should be running that back ASAP, like, for real, but congr- But shout out to Brian Castano because, man, he showed me something, bro, he heard him in the third round, and he was on his ass for 12 rounds, he showed me something, when I was watching film, I was like, damn, okay, this guy can box, like, he was, he knows how to take different angles, and Cut the ring off I was like oh Okay he can box I mean look You fight who you fight You fight who you fight I know That That right there when You fight who you fight That doesn't apply When we talk about Pound for pound rankings I'm sorry I know some guys You know but Brian Castano's 17 and 0 You don't see him On a P for P list He ain't fought nobody so I'm talking about Terrence Crawford and guys like that Who are always ranked So high. I don't understand that Now, the one, I finally agree with Crawford That he said He don't want to hear about Charlo's name on the pound for pound list again I agree Because he was supposed to do this He was supposed to knock this dude off But he didn't do that I agree But You shouldn't be throwing stones at a glass house. I, 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 that's all I'm saying. From a glass house, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But I agreed. I agreed. I, I I don't think that Charlo should be, you know, mentioned right there after that one. Nah, I don't. I don't know. Um, I think that's all I got for you guys, man. For today, that's all I got for you guys today. Um, I'll be back sometime this week, probably Thursday. Um, I was going to talk about the Olympics and the COVID situation. I'm going to save that for uh, the back half of the week Just in case we get some new information um, As the games are about to start soon um, But shout out to PSC Shout out to Stadium Scene TV Of course um, Thank you guys for listening Make sure you keep listening to the episodes um, Make sure you go subscribe to PSC's YouTube channel Make sure you follow them on Twitter as well follow, you know. um, Thank you guys for listening uh, and Watching and reading All that good stuff man And for the 155th time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.